And as we're driving to it, the kid goes, where are we at? Why are we so far out here? We were only like a mile from his house. He had no idea that it even existed and felt like he was out in the middle of nowhere, just a mile from his house in Edmonds. So this is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Find us over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I'm a country boy with the soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never made anyone quite as beautiful as you. I'm your host, Rudy Gets It. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two mile hikes, five mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. All right, next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from? My name is Jeb Bolton. I work for Snohomish County Juvenile Court, and I'm from Arlington, Washington. And I'm Rich Patton with Snohomish County Parks and Recreation and Tourism, and I'm from Snohomish, Washington. Oh, the tourism. You had to throw that in there. All right. Well, <laughs> okay, so um, we're sitting down here because uh, I found out that you're working the juvenile uh, court system, and you're with county, and you guys are kind of doing something together. What, what exactly is that? So I run a program with the juvenile court called Trails of Success, which is a two-week um, work experience program. And we work with the county parks to do trail maintenance and park maintenance as part of uh, teaching the kids how to have a job, how to hold a job, and what's expected of you when you have a job. Right on. Well, I'm uh, pretty familiar with some of the parks in Snohomish County. But uh, what type of uh, trail work are you guys doing? Are you guys cleaning cleaning garbage? Are you working on actual trails and, and, and procuring them? Or how's that working? No, so what we do in the program is we want the kids to have an experience where they've got a project that they can have ownership in. And so a lot of the projects over the years that we've done with the parks is more um, repairing trails. Um, we worked on a trail out at Paradise Valley Conservation Area where – the trail had been washed away by uh, running water, and we put in a um, drainage system for it and then built a causeway over the top of it so that people could stay dry as they're using the trail and everything and just completely re- rehabbed that section of the trail. Um, out at Cac Point Regional Park, we built a 1.1-mile-long trail out of scratch, um, started with nothing and worked with the parks crew to – determine where they wanted the trail to go. And then over a course of about a year and a half, um, we built the trail, built bridges for it, put steps in, laid gravel, um, everything that was needed to get it up to user standards. So, Right on. Now, Rich, uh, so how much of that, because I know planning trails isn't just uh, snap your fingers and all of a sudden the trail's planned and stuff. So how much of that then did you guys have a hand in? Well, we really depend on volunteers helping us with the trail system. Uh, we have maybe 30 field workers, and so we have 100 miles of trails. And so when it comes to building a new trail or maintaining a trail, we really have to depend on our volunteers. So it works as a great partnership with Jeb and his crew. Uh, as far as planning a trail, we get together with our planning team. They decide how they want a trail system to go. They look at the wetlands, if there's anything like that needs to be avoided. Uh, they look at the different features, any danger areas we need to stay away from. So it's, it's a big process getting them involved into actually coming out, flagging the trail, and then working with the team to go out there and actually 
develop the trail system. Now, did you flag the trail? No, not personally. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, but I mean, the county did. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Well, Jeb, let's talk a little bit about the the folks that you're bringing out there. Now, are you just kind of grabbing whoever can go out that day, or do you have like a set group that kind of did that trail from start to finish? No. So we do every session that we run is two weeks long, and so uh, probation counselors will refer youth to me. And I will go out and interview them before the program starts to kind of judge how interested they are in being in the project and everything, and um, you know to let them know what it is they're going to expect. Have, you know, they're going to expect going forward and working on the project. And so, it's a different group of kids every time. It ranges anywhere from two kids to seven kids based on how many kids I get referred to me. Um, and so we just divide up what we're doing into sections and. I will let the kids know, I'll teach them basic trail construction or trail maintenance based on what we're doing. And then from that point on, they get to decide kind of how the trail is gonna ebb and flow along the, the path that the parks have laid out for us. And I basically will let them do whatever they wanna do and I will step in if something happens where they're gonna spend two hours working on something that's I'm just going to come back later and say, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it, it's, it's completely on them. Um, I'm there just to be a worker right alongside them. And, you know, it's to get, help them build confidence in, you know, being in a workforce. And, you know, I, I always tell them, I want you to get the job at McDonald's someday, but I don't want you to flip burgers the whole time. I want you to be a crew leader. I want you to be a manager. And so that's what we're trying to do is help build them confidence in, in going out and getting a job and being successful in it. That's great. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. So the kids that you're bringing out there then, uh, just to kind of dive into them a little bit more, um, are they like locked up or are they just – out of that stage or, or, or going into possibly going into that stage, how, where do they sit? No, they're not kids that are locked up. Um, you know, and we don't have a lot of kids that are locked up these days anyway. Oh, I mean, okay. It's been found that that's, it's not real helpful to have the kids locked up in a detention type environment. Um, the model now has gone more towards trying to help them, you know, be positive and have positive influences within the, their communities and stuff now. So, a lot of these kids are on probation, but they're kind of at the tail end of their probation. Um, you know, they've had other services through us, and now they're kind of looking to transition out into, you know, being productive citizens, so to speak. And, you know, that we feel that helping them get a job and, you know, helping have that stability is is pretty crucial in contributing back to your community as well. So, um you know, they kind of, they, I really get them in all stages, but that's the kind of kids that the majority of them are. Right. And, and before we move on, kind of talking about that as well, something that just kind of popped up now, Rich, how does that work with, uh, with the kind of the tools and the, the safety side of it all? I know having done a lot of trail work myself, that sometime a concern, sometimes a concern is, uh, you know, worrying about, about that. So how does the county sit? Are, are kids just allowed to come in and just, just grab tools and get going? Well, as Jeb said, he gives them a training on what, how to use tools properly. We also have our park ranger staff are there to kind of monitor the situation. Uh, but yeah, they're allowed to use tools. Uh, they're not allowed to use power tools. We're not having them use chainsaws and things like that out there as hand tools and you know, close supervision by the, the supervisor. Yeah, right on. Just proper PPE and then right on their way. Right. Right on. Cool. 
Well, uh, Jeb, so so this is a, this is awesome program. So I, I'm because I, the reason I asked if they're if they're kind of quote unquote locked up or whatever, I'm, I'm glad to hear that we're not doing this much anymore. That's that's good. Um, but I was kind of imagining the 1.1 mile trail because. I know how it is out there sometimes, like, okay, you go do that. I'm going to be around this corner doing this, and so so you don't have to be necessarily one-on-one with them. No, um, you know, we usually keep them fairly close to each other um, just because a lot of these kids really haven't had a lot of experience in the woods in general. Um, you know, that's another great thing about the program is that you're taking a lot of kids that they don't know – anything about the parks that are around them anywhere, the woods in, in general either. Um, you know, we were – as we were talking about Southwest County Park before this started. Yeah, you just, said you didn't even know that one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was there. The funny thing is is that I, I, I go and I pick the kids up from their houses in the morning to get them to, to work for the first time, and I took a group of kids out there last month, and as we're driving to it, the kid goes, where are we at? Why are we so far out here? We were only like a mile from his house. He had no idea that it even existed. Wow. and felt like he was out in the middle of nowhere just a mile from his house in Edmonds. So, I mean, that's kind of the cool part about it is getting them out and introducing them to places that they haven't been before and to things they haven't seen before. And so, you know, I'm I'm nearby them. I'm there to help them. But, you know, they, they do, as the time goes on, they break into their own little groups and work on different projects and different parts that they're, they're interested in. You know, some kids are – some kids really like doing uh, switchbacks. You know, they'll get real into doing switchbacks. And um, other kids really like, you know, taking out their aggression and digging those uh, the borrow pits and stuff. And, um, <laughs> you know, I've left them alone a little too long occasionally and came back to see them chest high in a borrow pit. But um, they get a lot of extra dirt that yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> they, they do. They Some of these kids get real into it. And, you know, you just end up with, like, mounds and mounds of – of gold trying to figure out where to put it all because they're just digging to their heart's content so well what it, it, how long has the program been going uh we're in our fifth year i believe so um you know we started out kind of humble beginnings uh it was an idea this idea came from uh, myself and my coworker matt wygant who came up with the idea as a way for kids to pay back their restitution uh, we had a lot of kids um not so long ago, uh, if you didn't pay back your restitution, you did go into detention for that. And, you know, uh-huh. so we'd have kids coming in owing like a hundred bucks of restitution that they couldn't pay. There was nothing they could do about it. And so the idea was, is that we'd start this work program where we give them a little bit of money so they can make a good faith, uh, payment to the court, which would keep them out of detention. And then hopefully they'd get a job where they can then pay off their restitution and, you know, do right with their, with our court order. Um, and we searched forever to try and find somebody to partner with. Um, you know, he and I, in our brainstorming sessions, um, you know, I, I used to live up in Darrington and did a lot of hiking in that area. And, um, I don't know if you've hiked the Mount Higgins trail. Oh, not before it got shut down. Yeah. (laughs) I, I hiked it quite a bit before it got shut down and it was kind of in a state of disrepair. And our, my dream back then was that, we'd take these kids up and we'd spend some time up there, you know, camping and then do trail work. And logistically it didn't work for the courts to do that. And so we showed up on the park's doorstep and sheepishly kind of asked, Hey, you know, we've got this idea. Would you guys like to help us out? And, you know, I always tell the story that Matt and I were 
extremely nervous coming in here and asking them because they were kind of our last shot. We didn't have anybody else that was really that interested in helping us. And, you know, we're sitting at this table that we're sitting at now. And they were like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. When do we, when do we start? And he and I walked out of here going, I have no idea what just happened, but I think this was good. And it has been. I mean, it's been, it's been great working with them. They're great partners to have in this. So, All right, a quick break here to spotlight uh, Lux Tents. That's uh, LuxHikingGear.com, L-U-X-E-Hiking-Gear.com. Uh, we're going to talk about the their uh, cheapest tent that you can pick up. I mean, in price, not quality, of course. Um, that's the Mini Peak Pyramid two-person backpacking tent, and uh, this is one hundred and fifteen dollars. Go to their site and check it out. Uh, like I say, luxe-hiking-gear.com. There's a link in the show notes, of course. Um, you know, right now it's, I'm on the website, kind of checking it out, and uh, this is a three-season. Uh, you know, 2.2 pound, two person tent, you know, there's no floor. It's the, uh, um, pyramid style that Lux hiking gear does. And anyway, you know, if you really want to go cheap, cheap and lightweight, you know, check this out. I mean, this is kind of like I've been saying, uh, just the better way to go because it's a more personal relationship with the brand, um, to local, to me, company uh cottage company here and jake's a friend of mine and he's sponsoring the show so i want you guys to at least go check it out l-u-x-e dash hiking dash gear dot com thanks so much enjoy the rest of the show yeah that's good and rich uh if you if you could uh how many like so with the volunteer program, I imagine Jeb doesn't have a garage full of tools, so he's probably using all your guys' stuff. I mean, do you have plenty of that kind of stuff for these kids? To, like, there's no shortage on tools for them to use? Right, we, yeah. It? We do have an established budget for, for volunteer tools. So we've been able to provide those. We've been able to replace tools that get broken occasionally. You know, like Jeb says, sometimes they get very exuberant in their digging or whatever, so we'll have to replace something. Okay. But, yeah, we do have a, a tool shed and we have yeah, a trailer that we bring out for volunteers. So that's just – it. you almost have tools just for this program alone? Yes. Oh, wow, that's And I great. believe you have some as well for your program, yeah. yeah we, have, we have quite a few. Yeah. Great. And uh, you said there's 100 miles of trails within the county? That's correct. Between the Centennial Trail, the Interurban oh. Trail, the White Horse Trail, and all of our campground trails, we got a lot of trails. It's, do you know like how many locations that includes? Or? Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> a big that's question. A that's a big question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've, we've got trails on you know, the Centennial Trail, Interurban Trail, Lord Hill Park, uh, McCollum Park. We have our campground trails, and Jeb had mentioned the, the um, trail to success at Kayak Point. We have trails at several of our campgrounds. We have four campgrounds: uh, you know, River Meadows, Robe Canyon. Yeah, Robe Canyon and, and uh, Lime Kiln are two of my favorite, and I know those are within your park too. Correct. So. Yeah, that's great. Have you guys ever worked out there? Yeah, we um, probably two years ago on the initial switchbacks, uh, a lot of people have been cutting the switchbacks. Yeah. And so we set up a, uh, a series of earthen dams uh, on those um, areas where they've been cutting down and it's been eroding, eroding away. We set up a bunch of earthen dams on that and then covered those in um, as much debris as we could possibly find and then planted them with, with ferns to try and start to hold some of that soil back as much as we can but i think i was on that trail and i was showing my daughters i've got a nine and five year old daughters 
And I was like, yeah, look at this. They've been doing some work right here because it's almost like a shoot. Uh, and, and I was like, yeah, it looks like they've been trying to, you know, stop people from cutting these switchbacks. And sure enough, there goes somebody right down the chute. And it's like, oh, man, you know, it's just so frustrating. As, as we were working on it one day, somebody started cutting up one of the switchbacks we were working on. And I had to gently remind them that that's why we're up here and you should probably just go around. So, yeah. Now, do you prefer working on, you know, because, I mean, you said you, you were kind of in Darrington for a long time, so you probably like the mountains a lot. I mean, do you prefer those trails out that way, or do you love love them no matter where they're at to get the kids out? I love them no matter where they're at. I mean, the, the, the great thing about the county parks is that you have trails that you would – right in the middle of an urban setting, but you feel like you're out in the middle of the woods, you know, out in the middle of – you know, somewhere on the mountain loop. I mean, they just, they're so dense and so deep with trails that you can get lost out there. Um, you know, Lord Hill, as Rich brought up, is a classic example that that has, you know, I would guess close to 100 miles of trails on it. Um, <laughs> it feels like. <laughs> we were just out there uh, for another program that I run with the county this weekend, and we, you know, we hiked six miles on it, and it was great. I mean, there's just trails for days out there. So wow, yeah, that's good. And uh, have you gotten any feedback, uh, you know, from either the community or maybe the kids come back or, or the parents involved in this at all? Um, I don't hear from the community as much. Um, you know, we'll we'll as we're working, people will come by and you know say thank you, which is it's great to hear that from community members, especially for the kids, because you know the kids at a certain point in the in the start of the two-week process think that this is just hard labor and as soon as one person from the community comes by and says thank you for everything you guys are doing they start to see you know the value in what it is that they're actually doing there so that's great but you know as far as kids yeah i hear back from kids quite a bit um there's a girl that I had very early in this that I've been emailing with that she runs, she works for a nonprofit that represents kids in the juvenile detention system now. Wow. And so that's real cool. Cause you know, as I emailed back to her, I said, I kind of think you got a better job than I do at this point. <laughs> but um, you know, that's very cool to see kids that are, that got something from it and have moved on, um, you know, to, to bigger and better things have ch changed their life. So uh, as far as parents, yeah, I mean, when when we're in the middle of doing it, parents absolutely love it because anything to get their kid off the couch and get them on a job is wonderful in their eyes. So yeah, well, like you said, I mean, training for that next level. I mean, yeah, and and so, uh, Rich, is there is there an opportunity um, for other people to get involved with helping out with the trails, or or is this, or do we not want to take away from? Uh, from the program here. well as i said we have plenty of trails you know yeah. he said 100 miles in lord hill well we have 100 miles from all the park system <laughs> so yeah we a little fact checking there yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we do have opportunities you know we have uh, friends of groups that are like friends of lord hill friends of uh paradise valley the haybrook ridge places where people can just come out and join organized groups or we have people that come out and just work individually or a small group we can always use people that are out there just being eyes and ears for us because with that many trails, we cannot be everywhere at once as park rangers or our maintenance staff. So just reporting into us, hey, you know, we found this issue on the trail. We might want to go check it out. Things like that really help us out. But there are other opportunities to uh, to do trail maintenance, to, to uh, uh, pick up litter, garbage, things like that. 
Yeah, oh, that's good. Well, I like to hear about that feedback, though. I mean, that was that was awesome to you know with, with the with the gal that's gone, moved on, and uh, you know you can only hope for for the future to have more of that, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's other stories other than that. That one's just the first one to pop into my head. So yeah, has this inspired you to think bigger at all? Yeah, um, I mean, as far as like trail work, or- I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so right now I'm actually trying to grow the program. Um, you know, there are some kids that just get out there and you can tell they're not comfortable doing trail work. It's just not for them. And so one of the things I'm currently trying to do is definitely grow the program and have other opportunities for other businesses for them to kind of shadow at. Um, you know, and for us right now, it's just a matter of making those connections and trying to figure out some way to make it work that we can get these kids in there and get them learning from somebody that's going to teach them, you know, everything that there is no kind of hands on with, uh, with job requirements basically. So, yeah, well, this room needs vacuuming. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm, I'm aiming for something a little, a little more than that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, a quick little break here to uh, show some support with these sponsors. This is Waymark Gear Co., Waymark Gear Company, waymarkgearco.com. I want you to go over there and check out all the little ways that you can edit your pack. You know, basically um, spark it with some colors here and there. And I'm telling you, I don't know the exact number, but there's got to be at least 20 or or more ways that you can change a color on this pack. It's so cool. And and you can also change the the, uh, pockets around. You can make one long pocket on the side for, like, your longer items. Um, You could add straps if you wanted to, uh, though, of course, that adds weight or whatever. Uh, Really, you can just build your own pack based on these – on, on what he's got set up earlier. That's Mark Benson over there at Waymark Gear Company. And uh, I'm on the website right now just kind of messing around. I think you guys should go check that out. I wanted to kind of throw out some some of the prices. I mean, he's got 38 to 40 liter, 42 liter packs on there for 195 is where they start. And uh, you know, 50 liter pack starts at 225. Please go over there and at least just check it out. And uh, hey, tell them the Cascade Hiker Podcast sent you. Thanks. Well, cool. Am I forgetting something that we're not? That I haven't brought up yet. As far as us, um, you know, I don't know. There's, I, I could go on about this program yeah, forever. I mean, I, mean, I, I, mean I, I, I really believe in it. Um, you know, and really, just I believe in getting the kids out and, and introducing them to things that they they've never seen before. You know, and that's that's a great part to me. And I guess through it, my my reason for contacting you was through it. I've had this newfound love for the County parks and the, you know, everything that they have to offer, you know, um, you know, you mentioned Robe Canyon, Robe Canyon's what kind of got me into hiking, you know, kind of after high school. Um, you know, I much like every other teenager that's ever done Robe Canyon before ignored (laughs) every sign that was out there that said, don't go beyond this point and ended up, you know, in the, the train tunnels out there, you know, and I'm old enough now that there was more train tunnels than there currently are. And, you know, one of my first experiences was be walking across the old uh, concrete barriers that were uh, <laughs> kind of suspended out in the middle of nowhere. And yeah. I'm definitely afraid of heights. got freaked out and had to crawl my way back uh, off yeah. of those. And Rich is over here shaking his head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we shouldn't even talk about those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just but, saw some pictures of that uh, not too long ago, and uh, I had to I had to – shut the person down and say hey you can't be 
taking pictures of that because that's off limits, you know. So yeah, yeah, I mean that's where I'm at now too. I mean, I I, I run into people out there all the time. Um, you know, we were another part of something we did out at Robe Canyon was uh, um, redirecting part of the trail that used to go through the swamp. Um, oh yeah. Before you got to the old war, uh, disintegrated bridge there, brick bridge there, we rerouted it uh, up onto higher ground, and you know we'd be out working towards the end there and. As people would come by, I'd remind them, you know, you really shouldn't go out there any any further. Uh, you know, it's a dangerous it's dangerous past that sign. So, um, yeah, no, it's just it's just a, a it's great to get like I said, it's great to get the kids out and and see these things and things that are in their backyards that they didn't even know existed. And um, you know, I since I've started this, you know, I've really grown to love trail work especially you know just the the idea of creating something you know that's going to be there for years and years and years these kids can bring their families back to is is awesome you know and they get they get very very proud of the stuff that they that they did and you know and I in turn get very proud of the stuff that they have done too because you know it's just the little things this this trail of success the bridge that they built on it um I showed them how to build the first bridge. The second day I was busy hauling gravel to kind of set the footings in it. And I had two kids there and without any of my help, they completely built this entire bridge on their own. And it's fantastic. I mean, I was, I was blown away. By the time I had finally made it back to see what they had done, I could not believe that these two kids had done as much as they did on their own. So, wow. um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's that part of it that, really drives me to keep doing this again and again so yeah well um, that kind of sparked another question then um uh you know with all the hundred hundreds of miles of trails it's getting bigger as we talk here but uh, <laughs> um you know where do you guys get your training for building trails because i i've been to some trail skill college type things and uh you know learned some stuff and i've even taught at a few of them now but uh you guys have all these miles of trails. You guys must have your own programs. Sure. You know, there are some, you know, developed trail standards for, you know, for pedestrians, for bicyclists and horse riders. Uh, we have gone through training. Our park rangers have gone through training in years past through uh, WTA and uh, Volunteers for Outdoor Washington. So we had training for trainers. And so in, through the years, we've been able to pass that training on down from park ranger to park ranger for that are involved in trail buildings. And our um, planning staff are also involved with learning the, uh, you know, the, the standards for trail building. So we have had that training. The quality of the trails that have been built by the team has been incredible. And you think of uh, teens uh, just being out there, oh, I have to do this and not enjoying it, but they have great attitudes. I've been out there a few times meeting with the, the students and, you know, they're great attitudes. They're excited to be there. They're, they're very pleasant when you, you speak with them. And the results of the trail are amazing. Like Jeb was mentioning that bridge. I am very impressed by the quality of that and construction of that bridge. It's 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 right up there what you would see out in the National Forest Service. Some of the big bridges they put out there is it's just phenomenal. The work they're able to do. The trail is easy enough for my two-year-old grandson to be out out there and walk it. And he enjoys it, oh, and cool. it's, it's a really cool trail. And every trail they've worked on, they've just done a fantastic job. It could be a trail that uh, needs to be mucked out because of the the bank sliding, and they've had to reroute the trail, or just establishing a new trail. All the work's just been top notch. Well, um, 
you're mentioning National Forest and you're mentioning WTA all in the same kind of thing. And this is very similar to that because you're the county and now you have this volunteer program helping you out a lot. Um, is there any similarities to kind of the history of the National Forest funding going down uh, to kind of the future, you know, now in the future, it seems to be dwindling as far as being able to put those paid employees out there to work on the trail and WTA and Mountaineers and some of the Pacific Crest Trail Association, these other organizations are, are picking that up. Um, is that kind of, do you see that some of that happening with Snohomish County Parks as well? And then now you have this help, is that is that kind of the same same type of thing, ironically? or? Well, fortunately, our budget hasn't been cut, but it's not growing either. Right, so, right. <laughs> and a lot of times we'll bring on these new properties and we have to maintain them with the staff we have. That's tough to do, you know, when we, especially South County, uh, when it's really more urban, you know, and so the rangers are driving from park to park to park, just patrolling the parks, and we don't have a lot of time just to spend know time in the park doing trail maintenance and also the same as as you go further east and north the uh, parks are very far apart and we spend a lot of time just driving and as we can do a quick cursory check of the park make sure everything is in good order and all the safety items are taken care of um, but we for the actual work to get out there and, and work on the trail, we really rely on the groups, the volunteer groups to come out and help us. And I see this as a trend that we're gonna gain more land because it's a different funding source than from our, our um, human resources. And so we, we might be able to buy more land, but I don't think we're gonna be able to get more staff. Yeah, and I think a lot of people listening, because I mean, I have listeners all over the you know the country. Uh, a lot of them happen to be right here, but uh, Snowish County set up so strangely too. I mean, it, when you think about nationwide, you know, I mean, most counties don't have this huge cascade range within their county. I mean, not not that you have a lot of parks in that area, but the but like you said, you could, right. and you do have some out there. Yeah, we but, have uh, properties yeah. out in Index that we haven't even developed. I've never even seen. Wow, oh, that's interesting. So that's the future. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Now, Jeb, so I want to kind of ask you the same question. Then, um, where have you gotten your trail experience, uh, working experience? You know, most of mine, I started off um, in the Pilchuck Mountain Bike Club. Oh, okay. Um, and I was in the Pilchuck Mountain Bike Club for about three years and did a lot of volunteer days there. Um, and so most of my original trail building experience came from, um, you know, them teaching me how to do a lot of the, a lot of bike trails, which are vastly different than most of the trails that we've done since then. So, um since I've started here, it's been a lot of kind of trial and error at first. Um, I did a lot of research as much as I could, kind of reading the the national standards, um, and then really hitting up a lot of the the park rangers and just kind of picking their brains as to, you know, here's what we got, and I'm not quite sure how to do this. Um, you know, there's been a lot of research for me on the internet. Um, I actually just last weekend for the first time took a basic trail maintenance course with the Mountaineers, uh, nice. which was, which was very interesting. You know, was a lot of little tidbits that I didn't know before. So who's your instructor? Uh, Louis. I'm sorry, yeah. Louis. I can't remember. Yeah, last yeah, name give right him a now. shout out. You know, yeah. he might be listening. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, right great guy. It was a great course Louis. to go yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. No, that's that's great. It's good to hear. I'm glad because yeah, and when you talk about the mountain bike trails and and you mentioned that you have some bike trails and some of them might not be for mountain bikes specifically, but uh, um, one thing that I've noticed with trail work is. You know, you, you drive some of those, those roads, like the road out the lime kiln, you know, you get on a little bit of a dirt road there and there's no, yeah, building that, that road is a lot different than building a trail, but you run into all the same problems. I mean, just with the bikes, I mean, you know, the water's the issue, you know, it's always going to take these trails out. And, uh, so you, 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 even though your experience was with the mountain bikes originally, I mean, you know, you're still fighting the same problems. So, yeah, definitely. Is that what you see a lot uh, is with the water and stuff? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of water issues. Um, one of the trails we worked on at Lord Hill was the Red Barn Trail, um, and we worked on it probably three years ago now, and it was one of the trails that I hiked over the weekend, and I was telling Rich that <laughs> you can barely tell that we did anything to it anymore. I mean, it's it, it just got hammered by a lot of runoff over the last couple of years, so you know now it's back on my list of things we probably should go back out and go try and touch up again so yeah it's good yeah because it is always fun to go back and look at your work but if your work's already gone then geez <laughs> yeah, it's time to, time to hit it up again talk a little bit more before we end up about the kids themselves like i guess i didn't really ask like you said they're teenagers what are what's like an average age or are they are some of them adults no so the the kids that we have right now uh 15 to 18 is our is our age range and they have to be court involved youth so they've got to be a kid that's on probation um to be in the program so you know and they come from kind of all walks of life and have all sorts of backgrounds created committed all sorts of crimes and um you know for my part I don't really care what what crimes they've committed, what right. their backgrounds like. Um, you know, it's about getting them there and getting them the experience. And um, the 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 nice thing about the program, um, when they get done with the program, the parks gives them a two hundred dollars stipend that comes on a debit card for them. So they get they get paid for their time working on the weekends. Um, we have what's called job readiness training and we hold that on Thursdays and Fridays. And so that involves, um, the first day is kind of an exercise in thinking about, you know, what you want to do with your future and how you're going to get there. Um, education's a big part of it too. So we want to know, you know, are you in school? If you're not in school, what can we do to help you get back into school? Um, and you know, exploring kind of what it is you want to do in life, you know, and most kids don't know. I definitely didn't when I was their age. And so we talk about, you know, if you don't want to know, now's a good time to try different jobs and see what it is, you know, that you want to do. Um, and if you do know what you want to do, now's a good time to get jobs that kind of put you on the right path to make you more employable going ahead in the future. So uh, we give them time to do resumes, teach them how to do that and what what's expected out of a current resume. Um, we put them through mock interviews uh, with WorkSource of Snohomish County, uh, introduce them to that resource. It's a place that they can go back to and look for jobs and yeah. touch up their resume later. Uh, and then we put them back through another mock interview um, to just let them see that they've made improvement over you know the time so they can they can feel good about okay i got this part of it and you know we we offer constructive criticism to them and it's all in this idea of it's not that you did bad it's just that here's what you can do to do better and every job that you go to apply for it could be your only opportunity to get that job so you got to go best foot forward so 
Um, we'll even go so far as to pay for their uh, food handlers permits if they want to get those. We'll even buy them uh, clothes for their interview if they don't have the money to buy clothes for their interview. So, um, And then to wrap the whole thing up, we give them a letter of recommendation from uh, – from the county um, and then the parks also gives them a letter of recommendation uh, if they've made it to every single one of the work days so you know in the end they get a real great package it comes on a zip drive for them they get it in a folder as well so they can sit there and you know send that back out to everybody that they apply for um, you know and the kids are thrilled with those letters of recommendation um, you yeah know, it, it can be huge yeah, it, yeah and it is and they 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 recognize the fact that the 200 bucks is great, but that letter of recommendation is going to make them more money in the long run. So, um, you know, they, they get on me. The, the letter of recommendation from the county parks has a spot for Tom Tigan, the uh, parks director, to sign, and I don't track him down very well. So sometimes the, the kids will get letters of recommendation, don't have a signature, and they'll get on me to track him down so they can get the signature because it means a lot to them sure. that he signed it. And, you know, so – now, Rich, real quick. Uh, now, with the with the county parks, um, do you guys have entry level jobs and stuff that these kids can apply for as well? Yeah, we actually have seasonal um, park aid and park ranger assistant positions, and also in our maintenance division as well, we have uh, maintenance aid positions. Yeah, so it does work out. We have hired people that have that have had court ordered community service that actually have turned out to be great seasonal employees for us. So it is a, it's a, a great possibility for us. Uh, we've done it, and it's worked out well for us. Yeah, and you're still here, so. I'm no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> just kidding. We're right on. Well, hey, this has just been great, guys. I mean, I honestly, I'm really excited about this. It, it makes me kind of passionate towards, I mean, because I – I, I do a lot of trail work, and I want to come out with you sometime. I don't even know if that's legal, but maybe maybe know where you're at or something and, and come find you on the trail or something. And no, and, and I I absolutely encourage it. If you want to come out sometime, I'd love to have you out there. Um, we have a guy that's working in Southwest County Park that he's going to be coming out with us. You know, it, it's, it's all about getting the kids to realize that there's positive influences in their community. And so, yeah, I mean, if you contact me and want to come out and help us, I have absolutely no problem trying to work something out to make that happen. So Yeah, that's great. Yeah, maybe even set something up, uh, up in the mountains, like you said, and go camping. <laughs> we could try. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, hey, thanks a lot, guys, for coming on the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Thank you. And yeah, thanks for having us. All right, that's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Patreon page. Find me at patreon.com slash Cascade Hiker Podcast. Also, hit me up uh, with an email, Rudy at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at in underscore Cascade Hiking. And I'm Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, Whiskey Fever, for letting me use this track here, Tall Grass, off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine and sunshine. I could feel you coming on strong. Could never be wrong. Could never be wrong. See her laying down in the tall grass. Playing mandolin in a white dress. So come running when I hear that song. It could never be wrong. It could never be wrong. Where you want to run, baby, I'll run too. I would leave this world for a beautiful girl if I could just find